warmest of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher in Buckinghamshire, teaching uh, reception year one children at the moment. Hi, I'm Rob. Uh, I'm also teaching in Buckinghamshire, and I am working with year four. And today we are exploring what science we can teach with this week's folktale from the Ashanti tribe of West Africa, which you can listen to by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the spider who wanted to tell stories. There you can stream a video of me telling the story, get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the marvellous Mario Coelho, and even pick up some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our chat with Rob and Helen here. Rob, there's an obvious science link in this one, isn't there? We've got a story with a spider in it. So how would you Absolutely. approach this? Um, I jumped to this link straight away, the same as you have, um, thinking about uh, the different kinds of creatures that are in the story and whether they're insects or mini beasts or whether they're bigger mammals. And for the moment, with Key Stage 2, I would put the mammals to one side for the moment. Hmm. Um, but I would I would want to focus on uh, the insects and the mini beasts and what their characteristics are, how we define them, um, what is what the similarities and differences are between them. Um, I would get my class to draw, I would get them to research that information and I'd get them to draw detailed pictures as well to show insects have six legs, mini beasts can have any number of legs depending on how the millipede is feeling. Um, <laughs> whether it's had a few amputated. Yeah, the millipede <laughs> from yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I think that you could build in a kind of cross-curricular geography link. You could look at insects that live in um, our country or the country where you are and mm. animals and insects that live in West Africa where the story takes place as well to see what kind of differences there are between them. Uh, yeah. um, to see what kind of spider Anansi would be. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. What kind yeah. of spiders there are in Africa. Yes, because although he is spider size and we talk about how the, the wasps are going to be bigger for him, they're probably not going to be bigger than him, not for uh, an African spider, I don't mm. think. They're probably going to be, I mean, still about half the size of his head, which would be pretty huge. <laughs> if you were. Yeah. But they would fit inside a, a gourd, I'm sure. Yeah. Helen, what have you found in this story for ages four to seven? Similarly to, to Rob and his Key Stage 2 ideas, I would look at the um, spiders and wasps. So there's a lot in early years and year one science and understanding the world, and sorry, year two as well, about identifying identifying creatures. And mm. it's a really good opportunity to do some learning outside the classroom. So the children in my class absolutely love spiders. We were, We happen to be telling this story during a forest school session. So mm. what I did was I printed off some pictures of, of spiders that might be found around forest school and they went on a spider hunt. 
they were looking for spiders and they were looking at the spider's habitats, where they might find spiders, what kind of spiders they might find, how they look different. Mm-hmm. And we had a really good afternoon looking for spiders and wasps, you know, wasps as well, not so much looking for wasps, but um, being able to identify them is very important. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's a great opportunity for identifying creatures around us. And then going, looking at the larger creatures of the story, I like this idea in the story of Jaguar's favourite food because it doesn't actually say what that is. Mm. And in Key Stage 1, one of the science requirements is to look at carnivores, herbivores and omnivores. Mm -hmm. And this is a really good opportunity for doing that with children. So you've got that hook in of what would Jaguar's favourite food be? You could almost do it. Which one of these would he choose? Look at the diet of, of big cats and then maybe some other you could use the other creatures in the story um Mm -hmm. but i would focus on this at carnivores what a carnivore is and what what they would therefore eat and that that would be a good opportunity for that and then the children could plan a perfect menu for jaguar (laughs) using um, um, menu menu to catch jaguar so you could look at lots of different some of the different different things he would eat yeah and going back to the idea you said um a little while ago about creating that trap um maybe going out and and doing it for real putting food putting the food in there putting the food down in in the trap in that you've built in your playground <laughs> see, seeing what you get <laughs> seeing what you catch will we catch a jaguar what, what other creatures might we catch out there <laughs> it'd be one way of checking what carnivores you have around that's true it'd be very exciting the one element of science that I love about this story is just this idea of flinging a jaguar into the air um, using a rubber tree. So you've got this uh, this pivot, basically, haven't you? Going down into uh, the pit, jaguar holds onto it and then it goes straight again and it flings him up. There has to be something you can look at there about um, pivots and uh, the mechanics of, uh, and distances and, and something like that. I definitely. I think with, with my age group, I think the just a great idea of giving them a soft toy and <laughs> a range of equipment outdoors and with an adult there for safety um, to make sure no children are flung. <laughs> I, I would just say, oh, can you can you fling this Jaguar up into the sky? And they just they just spend time playing and exploring that element through play. Mm. Um, and then obviously, as you go up into the, the later years, you probably want to make it a bit more. Things. Um, you might possibly, but you probably still use <laughs> soft toys rather than real. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, you get real jaguars in key stage two. You could um, you could think more about the the forces that are involved and how to measure the forces. Um, look at uh, gravity, things like mm. that, and then part of I know that part of upper key stage two, you ha- or throughout all of key stage two, but you have to look at um scientists who've had an impact on what we do so you could uh do research on newton and other people who've had an impact on catapults that's all we have time for this week folks if you try out any of these ideas or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you're soon to cover with your young learners let us know on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app We'll be back next week so Anansi can help us teach geography, art, music, RE and modern foreign languages. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, 
Cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon.